Well, let me tell you, we're about to start a fresh new show here on this Wednesday with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner, who's been guest co-hosting with me. And I've been loving every minute of it. I am upset with my new co-workers Uh, this morning. (laughs) With with me and Jesse? No, 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 no. You guys have been great. Well, you've been great. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's Jesse. And then there's Jesse, who's there. And, um, you know... I have these other coworkers in my domicile, in my uh, residence. Yes, uh-huh, very good. And I know we've talked on the show about who's worse, your previous coworkers in your actual workspace or your new coworkers, like your kids and your dog, your domesticated rat, whoever you're living with. <laughs> right, right, right. And I woke up this morning bright and early, went out into the living room, Gonna make some coffee and get breakfast going. About to sizzle up some bacon. Nice. And I, yeah. I look over and I see my cat in a corner taking a crap on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, first thing in the morning, just like, you know, how, how to start your day. I was mad at Sheila and HR for stinking up the downstairs bathroom, but it's nothing compared <laughs> to my cat taking a crap outside of her litter box, just wherever she wants. And then, and if you are, if you are at home or wherever you are, if you're worried that you're going quarantine crazy, listen to this because I'm sure that you are not as crazy as as this current situation for my cat. She was on the bare ass floor taking a crap. And then she starts scooping imaginary litter over said crap. (laughs) I mean, for like a while, like at least 30 to 60 seconds of just covering up the crap when it's hardwood floor. Like she's I was like, just oh, completely no. lost. It. She has lost it. <laughs> I was like, oh, honey. Like, oh. I I know that we've all felt a little cuckoo. And I think that she needs some, I don't know if she needs space from us or what she needs. Or she had that trip to the vet earlier and it's done messed with her psyche. But right, she, right. if you're not crapping outside of your normal zone and covering up fake litter over it then you're doing pretty good in life right now okay I, you're doing better so. than my co-workers is that the equivalent of human beings just crapping wherever they want and then using imaginary toilet paper to clean up like they're <laughs> yes. just like well there isn't any and it doesn't matter because i'm just taking an yeah. s wherever i want to so i'm just gonna imaginary wipe my all like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know don't if you can I, say that on the air but don't yeah. think i can say that word on the air either thanks for bleeping that jesse good morning everybody it's mm, wednesday well you know i you know I, I have to hand it to her though she did a much better job scooping up Ameri- like imaginary litter than the regular litter box like she, she normally <laughs> doesn't do a very good job in the actual litter box so she did a great job with space litter fake was litter she, was she high Allie? Like, no, she she's, she's not morning. on the pain, the pain meds anymore. We've got those pain meds for her uh-huh. and she doesn't like them. And I don't know if maybe she's going through withdrawal. I mean, kitty, Could kitty pain be. med withdrawal is a thing. And I think that what we're giving her is something that they give to like addicts to help them get off of the hard stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, uh, Katie looked it up. It's. You know, when people are getting off of heroin and they give you something else. Methadone? Are you giving it's, your cat methadone? No, no it's, not, <laughs> it's not methadone, but it's something like that. And it's in liquid form and you just kind of like squirt it in her mouth. And she's she's not easy to deal with. Uh-huh, so it's literally right. you're putting 
you're like trying to trap her in a little kitty blanket and then she hisses and I just squirt it in her mouth really quick while she's hissing. While she's hissing at you. <laughs> and, and then she just kind of like stumbles and is like, nah. You know? Now, uh, what, so. This is, so this is the meaner cat. Does, does the nice right. cat, was she also watching? Like, was she watching with disdain or was she just like, oh no, this is a thing? Uh, no, she was not in the room when the when the imaginary oh, okay. crapping and okay. the imaginary litter scooping happened. I think she's she, through this whole process. She's been walking around like, whoa, very glad my ass works. <laughs> right. But what a way to wake up. I mean, especially on a day like Cher's birthday. Does uh, my cat realize that this is a gay holiday? I'm a happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know we don't. Meryl. <laughs> That's what cats do. They go meow. Meow. Share cats. <laughs> Shares cats do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday to Cher. She's 74 years old. I know we don't usually do celebrity birthdays on this show, but this is the celebrity birthday that, I mean, I think that all gays should get the day off on a day like today. We, we do, right. We don't talk about celebrity birthdays. We do talk about deities, though, and other, <laughs> other worldly creatures, and, and those to which some people even pray. And True. I will, I will not say that I'm quite that much of a share stan, but I get it. Whenever someone is trying to uh, revoke my gay card... I just bust out like my impression of Jack's impression oh, of Cher. Oh, back towel. If I could turn yeah. back towel, right? <laughs> if I just do that and everyone's like, oh my God, you're pretty good. And then I like quote some song lyrics. They're like, okay, you're still gay. Stamp. Yeah, you're right. It is like a rite of passage. And if you don't know Cher and you can't at least do even a crappy impression of Cher or reference a line or make a Cher joke or even just have a Cher wig in your arsenal, uh, you're not you're not a passable gay. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. We hold a very high share, share standard at this point. Um, Okay, we've got a lot more to talk about other than share and cat crap. We've got a game that we're going to be doing a little later. It's a Yelp review game. We're going to play a match game with Yelp reviews. So we're also going to do some closet watch because the comic book world is getting gayer than ever this week. We're going to ask the MP. We're going to uh, talk about balls. Uh, There's contacts to that, I promise. So stick around. Lots to come. Drop the subject comes right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James is back. And when it comes to the current climate that we are in, there are a lot of things that seemed like a bit of a pipe dream that are actually coming true, right? When you think about kids and how they always wanted the long a longer summer i wish that every day could just be summer you've heard those those words on a kid's lips multiple times now we are hearing that it is going to be literally the longest summer ever uh it's (laughs) been summer since march and we don't even know if kids are going back to school in september so that's literally six months of summer But when these things actually do become a reality, are they really as great as we intended for them to be? There's another woman who is living on an island right now. She's pretty much got this island to herself. Of course, there are, are, I think, 
there's a civilization there, but she's pretty remote and she's just kind of chilling on an island. And that, that's another pipe dream, right? To say, oh, I just want to live on my own private island or I wish I could just be, you know, isolating and just uh, have this whole beach to myself. And this woman has literally, since the mid-March, been living on this island, had this whole beach to herself. But when it comes to the idea of something at, when, rather than the actual reality, is the reality of it as exciting as what we really had drummed up in our minds. Uh, I don't think in our mind, our minds always make things better than what they are, right? I, I also think that television and media and movies make things to be better, th- better than they actually are. It's sort of like a, akin to relation, being in a relationship or being single, right? At some point in every relationship, you're like, oh my God, I wish I was single again. Like this person's driving me crazy. And then when you were single, you're like, God, I hate being single. It's the worst thing ever. Like I want to be right. in a relationship. So I, I th- feel like it's always, you, you know, I could get all like Kama Sutra, not Kama Sutra. Boy, that's not the wrong thing. I mean, I'm sure you could get all I Kama mean, Sutra. I mean, I could get that's Kama not Sutra. A, that's a different show. <laughs> very, very right. Ayo, that's the late night show. That's Loveline. But the, I, I could get all like Kumbaya. That's what I'm trying to say about this and be like, well, just be happy with where you are and like bring a perspective. But no, we all want to live on that private island. But here's the thing. I think the the rub is I want to live on that private island because I won the lottery and I'm oh, there. God. I'm there with my yacht and my pool boys who are attending to my every need and my big, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. And I can just call up, you know, the Dixie Chicks or Hart or Beyonce or whoever. And they can just like come or share because it's her birthday. And they just come over and we ha- sip wine and we laugh until the, you know, wee hours of the morning. Like that's what we imagine in our private island life. Not just like I can't leave because there's a pandemic. <laughs> well, you're right. You you have a whole setup and a lifestyle attached to the private island situation. You've already in your mind, you've combined like 17 different dreams in one thing. You're, totally. you're saying that you've won the lottery, which is another pipe dream that I always hear is not as cool as when when it actually happens. Right, right, right. I mean, you hear all those terrible stories about people saying, I wish I could go back and not win the lotto. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that crazy? And then they, they have, like, no money three years later and no friends and whatever. Yeah, and all their friends are hitting them up for money, and then they find, and then they get into horrible lawsuits and things like that. It's real messy. Uh-huh. Uh, so you've won the lottery. You have uh, every celebrity friend you could ever want because of winning that lottery. You've purchased a yacht, and you've reserved a private island to live on with all of your friends so you're just on an island with a bunch of celebrity friends and a ton of money a heap of money i mean isn't that what oh and the boy uh, sorry i forgot the half naked boys that are serving you why half Okay. (laughs) I mean, if we're gonna do this, let's do it. I'm going full Richard Branson on this. Like, if we're if we're doing it, no, honestly, though, I mean, in all seriousness, like summer. I feel like the summer. You mentioned summer with the kids. It's gonna be like the longest summer ever. Kids want summer so they can go outside. Well, when people did go outside, go outside, ride their bikes, play with their friends, go to their friend's house for sleepovers and video games, and you go to water parks and you go camping and you do all this stuff. That's summer, and so. Uh, yeah, we're going to have the longest summer ever because it's going to be like, well, you have to stay you have to stay inside, play video games just with yourself or your siblings. You can talk to your friends through the video game or through Zoom conferencing, but that's it. It's going to feel just like school. It's actually not going to feel like summer at all. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, this is not the ideal situation when it comes to the thought of an endless summer. This is more like 
Hey, why don't you just teach your play Scrabble with your sister is not really what people think of when (laughs) when you think of an endless summer. You think of going to the beach, you think of being outside. And, you know, this is also probably going to be it's not going to feel like summer at all because I'm sure there's all kinds of summer homework because you've had so much school time off. Right. Mm. So that summer reading list is going to be crucial. It's probably going to double. And you probably have this going back to school thing looming over you. It's just like, you know, when you you don't go to a job for a long period of time and then you have to go back to to work full time, you're like, man, this is exhausting. So going back to school is going to be a real tough. That first day of school is going to feel like an eternity. (laughs) Eternity. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I do think that this uh, this per, this Zubek or whatever her name is that's been living on an island essentially by yeah, herself. She's been living I mean, on an island in Yemen. And yeah, she traveled there before all this happened. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm sad that she got shade. People like you shouldn't be traveling. No, she was there already and she just decided to stay. And I think that's really smart and good for her. She's making the best of it. And uh, I, even though she's not living that Richard Branson lifestyle on the island, I think she's making the most of it. And I'm kind of jealous. No, she's just kind of like a castaway situation. Like she's hiking and she's making fires on the beach and, you know, tying a shirt around her head and going on walks and stuff like that. Like that's kind of her lifestyle, which I, as a lesbian, I'm totally fine with that. I want to like kind of backpack it a little bit. That's my Richard Branson. Right. It's my version of it. Um, but what what do you think was a pipe dream that once you got it, it was too good to be true or it wasn't as cool as you thought it was going to be? Um, I was very excited about no longer wearing makeup as a result of all this. And it's actually still been great. So if anything does live up to the hype, let us know. We're going to talk about Naomi Campbell. Is she crazy? We'll talk about that when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. New Channel Q. Rolling right along on a Wednesday morning. This is James Q. Simmons, guest co-hosting with your Ali Johnson. And, um, you know, little boys, when they grow up, we're often asked, and little girls, little everybuns, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, I always said things like, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be an astronaut or a marine biologist. Congratulations to my friend who just finished his PhD as a marine biologist. And I know, fancy. Uh, But what I really wanted to be when I grew up was Naomi Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Really? This is... Yeah, this is just not something that little fat brown boys in Nebraska say, right? Like, it's much more culturally acceptable now for people to be like, yeah, I want to be a runway model, like, and you're, you know, a 10-year-old boy. Like, that's fine. So I think you're almost there. And I just wanted to say, I have noticed a theme. There are several gay men that I have met in, in recent months and years that have a like they're very gay but they have a big thing for models like in a yeah. like I want to be you but I also you're hot way yes and it's a it's sort of complex mine tends to be more of a I want to be you rather than I'm attracted to you but there are some like I I seriously would have a hard time saying no to Mila Jovovich if she like, same sure proposed mm-hmm. like a sexual encounter <laughs> like, I think she's just one of the yeah. most gorgeous creatures ever created. Also, Naomi Campbell is one of the most gorgeous creatures ever created. But she has become notorious sort of in the last few years, pre-pandemic, about her like anti-bug, anti-germ. Uh, like, she's a little bit of a germaphobe. And so, But here's the thing. Naomi Campbell travels so much. 
And she she talks about how she is sometimes on the road for 250, 300 days of the year. And so she's flying all the time. And even though you're Naomi Campbell and you're flying, uh, you know, first class and all of these different things, she has this video of her wiping her seat down with like. Yeah, she has her whole like pre flight routine, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a thing. And everyone kind of teased her about it. Well, now uh, she has taken that to a completely new level. And in this, uh, she's got this series called Being Naomi. It's on YouTube. It's great. Uh, And so in the latest. uh, episode of the series she talks about how she's got to fly from LA to New York in the middle of the pandemic take a listen we have to do what we have to do so today you came to meet me I'm in LA I'm flying back home to New York as this is a very sensitive time in the world I'm not going to lie to you and say I'm not nervous to take this flight but I am I've been doing my seat thing for like I don't know, 15 to 17 years. It's not new. It was just the first time I showed it. This is all new for me, showing you my life. And I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for Naomi showing us her life. She goes on later on in this episode. I mean, she starts packing and she's she's while she's packing, she's putting on this like hazmat suit. <laughs> it's to like go to a, the airport, right? To go to the airport. It is a full Full on suit. It like zip- and she's got the face shield. Yeah. Well, she gets yeah. So she as she's putting packing her Givenchy and her like Prada and her Gucci and like whatever, right? And she's packing all this stuff into her like you know hundred thousand dollar Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. She then is zipping up her hazmat suit, putting on goggles. She's got a face <laughs> shield, like a mask, like the whole thing is like a mess. And she's just talking us all the way through it. And and her while standing in line to get onto the plane. There's like no one else around her dressed like her whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sure. But I would feel pretty happy being behind her in line. I'd be like, cool. I feel very protected. Yeah. Protected. Like I know I'm not going to. Yeah. Like I'm fine getting a little closer to this person. Right. Or is like Naomi crazy? I said to the stewardess, what are you doing, you guys, to protect yourself? She told me. <laughs> Our immune is very strong. I'm like, you don't wear gloves, nothing. She says, no, no, we're not allowed. Our immune is strong. We're used to it. I'm like, you're used to this. Okay. <laughs> so that was her talking about what? that was a little bit of maskiyoki gate there she's talking through a mask <laughs> and she's uh, she's got a mask on gloves whatever this is her walking through LAX and she's talking about how she ran into some passengers who were going to be on her plane and they were like wow like you're really prepared for this and she's like why are you not prepared like how are you prepared for this well you know this is a, a real sort of a time of retribution for people with OCD and people who have like crazy germ habits. I have a friend who's OCD and he over what he washes his hands. You know, he, he was like, why is everyone not already doing this? I've been doing this stuff. Like, (laughs) and everyone's like, how do we be clean? And he's like, this is my moment. If you need advice, I take a very long time to shower. I like he sanitizes everything like that. It's part of his life. Uh And I imagine that Naomi Campbell is like that as well where this is part of her life and now everyone else is like, whoa, maybe we should do that. And somebody like that is not considered crazier out of the norm as much as they were maybe a few years ago. No, yeah, certainly not anymore. And like, now listen, I get it. Like there is a measure of our immune system that needs to be exposed to things all the time. Like you cannot live your life in a hazmat suit. We're <laughs> going to have to be around each other at some point in time. But at this point in time, well, first of all, I didn't think Naomi was crazy when she did it back then. I don't think she, I mean, maybe a little over the top now, but probably better safe than sorry. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons and people are getting... Uh, 
creative. They're getting maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're going off prompter a little bit when it comes to sharing information about COVID-19. There's a couple of pieces of audio that we wanted to share with you because no matter where you are in the country, you're getting some much needed updates about what's going on in your county and your state. And it's not always comfortable. It's not always going well, James. Every and player, unless they're from the same, same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, <laughs> if, you're pl- if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls. <laughs> Uh, to, avoid confu- <laughs> to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out to put an X to put someone's initials on that. Okay, okay. so <laughs> this was in Nassau County. James, do you, do you think that this uh, PSA on ball handling, is this something that you and Chris would like to adopt in your household, labeling your balls with Sharpies? With Yeah, with Sharpies and um, kicking them i suppose is kind of like a new thing we could try sure why not (laughs) yeah you know you can you can't touch them but you can kick them and label them with a sharpie exactly exactly so it's something if you want to get a little frisky in your household do that kama sutra that that james was talking about earlier (laughs) in the show the tennis ball kicking kama sutra yeah so that's some 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 uh, ball handling information for you courtesy of the i believe the mayor of nassau county and then in tucson there was a story that a local reporter was covering about how some restaurants are getting creative and and I, i i believe setting up outdoor tables in their parking lots but the reporter i think has quarantine brain because the setup to this story just take a listen on well local business owners have taken a financial hit during this covid 19 pandemic but with new rezoning rules in place owners are taking things outside to break even here's news for tucson's ali potter with the latest longest pause ever she's just staring <laughs> so angelique here's a riddle for you what do you get when you take a parking lot you take some tables chairs some good food well we'll tell you because guess what <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's that's the riddle what okay <laughs> so just so we're clear this is this is a harder this is the hardest riddle i've ever heard in my life so she starts off with here's a riddle what do you get? What is it again? What do you get when you take, I believe, a yeah, parking lot? I think. Let, let me see. Hang on. Oh, wait. We have to wait for her to come okay, back. This is like She's this, thinking a 17-second pause. So, Angelique, here's a riddle for you. What do you get when you take a parking lot? Okay. okay so we a parking start with lot. A parking so write lot, that down. Right? Parking okay, lot. you got parking lot. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, this riddle's hard, I think. Okay, so you have a parking lot. You take some tables, chairs, some, some t- okay, some t- some tape. So I have a parking lot, and I have some tables and some chairs. Tables and some chairs. Okay, um, interesting. All right. Some good food. And some good food. Okay, so what do you get when you have a take a parking lot, some tables, and some chairs, and some good food? Um, End of riddle. <laughs> right. Like, where's the punchline? <laughs> Her name's Allie as well, by the way. This explains a lot. What do you um, get when you take them? What do you, where, where am I taking them? Orally. <laughs> how, how am I taking them? Is this a swap meet? Yeah, it's a swap meet. So, this is. And 
then she doesn't give us a chance to guess. She just says, well, we'll tell you. Please. <laughs> please was, tell me. I'm so confused. I thought I was guessing. Hold on. Let, let's make sure we didn't miss anything. <laughs> Pausing. Pausing. <laughs> so, Angelique, here's a riddle for you. What do you get do you when get? you take a parking lot? Uh-huh. You take some tables, uh-huh. chairs, some uh-huh. good food. Uh-huh. Well, we'll tell you, because guess what? It's trending right now, and you're definitely going to win to take part of it. And, in fact, it's actually what's... Wait, what is trending? <laughs> I don't understand. Allie Porter? Allie Johnson, this is getting you, so please complicated. Please translate, Allie Well, Porter. I'll tell you. It's what's trending right now, and it's definitely something you're going to want to get in on. So this is just going in so many different directions at this point. I have never been more confused about what story I'm about to hear about. I think I'm clearer on what I should label, ball labeling, than I am about what is going on in that parking lot in Tucson. But uh, So congratulations, Allie Potter. You have stumped the world. And we will be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Happy birthday to Cher. I know a lot of people wish they could turn back time, but unfortunately we are in the here and now. And of course, to figure out the inner workings of the here and now. We have James Simmons, who is a nurse practitioner. He is going to be a doctor very soon. He's highly coveted his opinion all over Channel Q, all over the country. Don't you do uh, reports every every week in different states and things like that, James? I do. I'm on the radio. I've been on the TV a few different uh, places around the country, but I've been on the radio uh, a lot in other parts of the country, in New York, in St. Louis, in Iowa, back home in Nebraska, a little bit in Georgia. Yeah, quite a few. Dabbling all over the place. Well, we wanted to ask you today on Ask the NP about a question that a lot of people have about testing positive again for COVID-19. What does it mean when somebody gets covid and then gets, I mean, talk about bad luck. That's terrible to get it twice. But what happens? What's going on there? And then when you when you have a positive case that then turns into a negative case, are they no longer contagious? Very good. Okay. So everyone get your science brain on just like a tiny bit. I'm no. not going to get, I'm not going to get crazy, but it, it's important to know you got to have your science brain on like just a little tiny bit for this. So people are testing positive twice. It does not mean that they have active infection twice. Okay. So that's the bottom line. The other thing, what do I always say before we talk about all this? It's all new. We're all learning. There literally did not, seven months ago, did not exist a COVID-19 test. And so when we have other tests for things in the hospital, they have been well-researched and well-validated and we've used them for years and blah, blah, blah. So these tests are new. That's something to remember. And when we're looking for a particular disease, there are a couple of different types of tests that we use. So when you're diagnosing COVID-19... What the test that most often is used is looking for is a part of the virus's RNA. So you remember from science class in high school, DNA and RNA, right? Yeah, Yeah. throwback RNA. Throwback RNA, or it's just part of its genetic code, right? So there's another type of test that's called an antigen test. And antigens are just looking like things that piss off your body is a good way to think about antigens, like things that cause an immune response. And usually with antigen tests, we're looking for proteins. And in like the other tests, I'll just call them the other tests, the more common tests, we're looking for RNA. What's happening is individuals have tested positive for COVID-19 using an RNA test. So they have it in their body. 
And at the time they were tested positive the first time, they had an active infection. So you are infected, you have COVID-19 in your body, this is a COVID-19 infection. Go down the road. People have recovered, they've quarantined. They actually did this with people in the military um, so that they could see like they literally quarantined these guys in the military and then tested them later to sort of test the validity of this test. This also happened on a pretty big study out of South Korea as well. They were finding that people were testing positive again. But what they're finding is that the test is just finding little remnants and little pieces of leftover RNA. It's not a fully formed fully functional, active virus, the virus has come into your body, been destroyed by your immune system, you're, you've gotten over the active infection, and because your immune system has been attacking the virus and slowly killing it, it's broken it up into a bunch of little pieces and it's trying to you know get rid of it, but there's still a little bit of RNA left over and the test is testing for RNA. So COVID the test travel. is saying, so you still have RNA in you. Okay, so you've got like COVID shrapnel in your body still from the th- from. Okay, so then you can test positive twice, even though you haven't had it twice. Right. But when you no longer technically have it and you're around say say somebody who had COVID-19 that is now recovered asks you out to lunch. Are you to say no, I need to keep my distance from you? Or is it fine to be around that person, hang out with that person, business as usual? It is probably fine to be around that person and hang out with that person, uh, business as usual, as long as they are not symptomatic. And as long as it has been at least 10 days, preferably two weeks or more, since they stopped having symptoms. However... So they, they, will, they don't have an active infection that they're going to give you from that infection. Here's where it gets tricky and here's where people sort of freak out. We don't know if that person can get infected with COVID-19 again and get sick with it again because after the first infection, she developed antibodies, right? So she's going to fight this disease. That happens with all diseases and all all. Uh, viruses and bacteria, but we don't know how protective those antibodies are and how long they last. So let's say someone got COVID on March 1st, they got over it, they stopped being symptomatic, they were fine by April 1st. We don't know now that it's May 20th, if 40 days later, that person is immune from having gotten, been being able to get COVID again. Like exposed to it again. Right. So if she went to the gas station on the way here and went inside to get a Diet Coke and the cash, cashier at the gas station coughed all over her and had COVID-19, we don't know if then she gets in the car, drives to meet you for lunch, and she's been exposed. We don't know if she will develop active infection again. We're not entirely sure how protected she is after she's recovered from the illness the first time. So well, you can meet her for lunch uh-huh. as long as you guys still sit six feet away, wear your masks, wash your hands, all that stuff. Got it. Okay. And and this could also, by May 1st or whatever you're saying, the the, the, the lag time could also be a different strain by that point. Uh, it's it potentially, yes. But it's... Um, that's probably not as important, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. We, it may be a different strain, but it may your body will pr- likely know how to deal with that anyway. Because um, it's in the same fam. Because it's in the same fam, except for we don't what we we don't know. Because there's a lot of theories out there that part of the reason that New York, not only its geography and its 
proximity to each other, why things exploded in New York, but that it might have actually been a different strain than what was in other parts of the country. We still just don't know enough yet. Well, thank you. James Simmons, I that was that was I put on my science hat. Can I take it off now? You can take it off now. I hope okay, I didn't get too sciencey. Oh my gosh, my head hurts. All right, we're gonna actually talk about Roe v. Wade next because Jane Roe has made a confession and it is a doozy. We'll get to that when we get back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Just we're just gonna give you just a little bit of share throughout the show because it's her just birthday and and she's uh, she's pretty much everything. Yeah, <laughs> HBD share, and we hope that you're having a great day too and hanging out with us here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James. If you have missed anything thus far, I highly recommend you download that podcast, Drop the Subject, wherever you find your podcast, preferably on Radio.com. Of course, that always makes the people upstairs happy. And right now, we're gonna talk about. This crazy news that came out, you know, you you get these, I don't know about you, but James, but I get these notifications that pop up on my computer, on my phone. Right. And and it was like Roe v. Wade deathbed confession. I was like, what? what? And right. this story is is really intense. So I, I thought we definitely should talk about it. And Roe v. Wade, if you're not familiar, is because it's always good to brush up and get a little bit of a history lesson. Um, Roe v. Wade happened in 1973 it was a big landmark decision on the on the for for the u.s supreme court they voted uh that it was illegal to it that it was a woman's right to choose right it was it had to do with abortion and it had to do with a woman named norma mccorvey who everyone knows as jane roe she was 21 years old when she was preg- got pregnant with her third child she lived in texas a bunch of her friends were because she didn't know what to do. She obviously probably didn't make enough money and she was trying to get a legal abortion, which she could not. She was even told by friends to lie and say that she was raped, so that she could get an abortion. Mm. Anyway, this case went all the way to the Supreme Court. And it's something that people refer to a lot when it comes to people who are pro-choice. And now I, I didn't even know this about old Norma, but apparently later on in life, she totally changed her perspective and was like running on evangelical Christian <laughs> like yeah hey I'm totally against abortion now and I, I had no idea that that was the case but she completely she had like a big religious conversion yeah well and, that was the story at least that she had a big religious conversion and she sort of became a uh, not sort of she really did became become sort of the talking piece and the 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 big fish as she calls herself for the anti-abortion rights movement particularly um in partnership with an organization called operation rescue which um sort of coincidentally this uh, operation rescue actually protested with Uzis in their hands, uh, churches, ministers who uh, welcomed individuals into their uh, congregations who had had abortions. They were the people who were standing with guns uh, trying to block uh 
Planned Parenthood um, entrances, things like that in the 90s and the 2000s. This actually happened to a church that I was attending, by the way. Really? Yeah. When I in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. My best my best friend's father was a pastor of a Lutheran church and Operation Rescue would show up on Sundays with their guns and just ah. sit in the in the congregation. And, you oh, know, we were like, God. the pastor was like, please don't bring guns into the church, like whatever. And they're yeah. like, no, we're here to defend our, you know, women and abortion, all this stuff. It was super, super crazy. Horrible organization that Allie turns out maybe didn't convert her religiously, but converted that pocketbook. Exactly. So this is part of a documentary that is coming out. It's called AKA Jane Roe. I believe it premieres this Friday on FX and, uh, and on Saturday on Hulu. And in it, Jane Roe makes a deathbed confession because she passed away in 2017. So I would imagine they were making this documentary during that process. She admitted that she was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars by Operation Rescue in order in, in order for her to change her stance and pub, and go public saying that she was anti-abortion. And she says, I was the big fish. I think it was a mutual thing. I took their money and they put me out in front of the cameras and told me what to say. And that's what I'd say. Whoa. I mean, that is crazy. I, I mean, to just to think about how influential this, you know, Roe v. Wade and there's other cases, Brown versus Board of Education, even same sex marriage has all been sort of protected under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. And so to think that like this landmark case and then this person who is the figurehead of this case has waffled back and forth because she then eventually went back to sort of like advocating to protect abortion in her own way. So she went mm -hmm. back and forth, but it was motivated by money. And that, but at the same time, I sort of am thinking, okay, like this is literally what I'm thinking. So if this was in 1973, so you, and then we fast forward to the nineties. So you still have teenagers, 20 somethings. They might be living at home. Like maybe you're broke. Maybe you don't have a job. Like I'm just thinking about people in COVID right now who are struggling financially and what pe the links people will go to, to sort of support their families and stay alive. And maybe if someone comes up and offers you three, $400,000 to change your opinion maybe you do it exactly i mean i'm just i'm i'm you're right people are you, you can't judge people on their situations like i can't look at her and say i can't believe you did this what's the matter with you you've lost your dignity for the sake of my like i, I can't judge somebody's situation she must have really needed it and and also that being said i'm very glad that she said something now and exposed this organization that obviously is shady as F because yeah. they're willing to pay somebody hundreds of thousands of dollars to be their loudspeaker. I mean, it's bleh, disgusting. All right. Happier things ahead. Use it or lose it. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Is it or lose it time? That's right. We're going to pick things up. We're going to give some happy stories to you. Hey. 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 You ready? Happy. Happiest stories. All right. I'm going to make you happy. You've got three choices to make. I've got three headlines in front of me, James. You will get the news if James should so choose. <laughs> it's very it's like, a, it's like a bell at church or something. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's 1130, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Here's your first headline. Sia reveals she adopted two teenagers. Okay. <laughs> I like Sia's like weird enough. I'm like interested enough in her. Like, and why is she adopting teenagers? Is this like a Madonna thing or like what? <laughs> we'll find out. Headline number two. 
Swimming pool sales are on the rise. It's the hot ticket item this summer. Meh. All right. And then finally, headline number three, the end of plastic, a new plant-based bottle will degrade in a year. Hell yeah. We need to give that all the love we can give it. Yeah, let's let's start with this. So beer and soft drinks could soon be sipped from an all plant bottle under a new plan to turn sustainably grown crops into plastic in partnership with some major, major beverage makers. It's all coming from the Netherlands. It's a biochemical company that uh, is stationed there, and they have kickstarted this investment in pioneering this project, and they hope to make plastics from plant sugars rather than from fossil fuels. Cool. And, yeah, they're devising this renewable chemical. Uh, the, so this is the company is called Evantium, and they've already gotten the support of several beer makers and alcohol makers and stuff like that. And, you know, they're going to get the backing of Coca-Cola, which is a big one, obviously. And they say the, the plastic has a very attractive sustainability credential because it uses no fossil fuel and can be recycled, but it also would degrade in nature much faster than normal plastics do. So as l- I don't know how you feel about this stuff with plastic straws. Yeah, I know they suck, but I don't know that we've come up with a great alternative yet. If this isn't super annoying to drink out of, absolutely on board. Yeah, the only thing I worry about is because I'm a little bit crazy about recycling stuff. Like, I'm that guy who will take everybody's recycling and, like, keep it in the back of my car until I get to a recycling bin, like, whatever. Um, But the thing that's difficult about those is a lot of times the bottle will be recyclable or made from recycled plastics or whatever. But then it... The, the the cap is an issue. So I just wonder if like, yes, we have a nice bottle, but I hope they also make a degradable cap as well. Well, it's harder, I'm sure, to make a degradable ca- biodegradable cap because you have to seal in the beverage and make sure that the seal can't be broken. Allie, we can flimsy- put people on the moon. Uh, <laughs> so if we can put people on the moon, then we can find a biodegradable cap. If you can dodge a ball, you can make p- cap pl- non-plastic caps. Yep, okay. Same. Just same. Sia is now a mother to two teenagers that she revealed she adopted last year. She did a, a Zoom radio interview on Sirius XM, and it's really great to see her on camera just in her home, still in that giant bow. And she's still wearing the wig. Oh, yeah. The, bow. the whole yeah. wig and the bow and everything. It's just so great that her Zoom what's, what's personality her, is still. What's her Zoom background, though? That's what we really want to know. Uh, let me see. She went with white sheet, I believe. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old classic white the old sheet. White. I'm sure it, all the money that Sear has, she couldn't find uh, anything better than a white sheet. Sorry, it's white wood. It's like white slated wood. Okay. Like wood all slats. Right. So it looks like she's kind of nestled up against a barn. Very good. And she's in a very oversized wooden chair, which is a bit strange. And she Uh looks of size, like her bow looks normal sized in that chair. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that she, (laughs) she like casually mentioned that last year she adopted two boys who are now 19. She said that they were, they were 18 when she adopted them. They were aging out of the foster care system Mm. and she decided to uh, adopt them. And she says, yeah, I love them. And then she said that they've been finding quarantine pretty difficult, more so one than the other, but they are both doing things that they're really good for them right now. And they're actually really helpful. They're really doing a lot of educational stuff that's good for them. 
Oh, well, I mean, I, I when I think of sort of matronly figures, I don't go to see, see her. Ya. But then we also don't like know really a lot about her, right? She's like a notoriously private person, hence the bow and the wig and whatever. But listen, this is great. There are there are so many kids in the foster system that just get bounced all around and have just like really, really difficult situations. And so if anyone, particularly someone with the resources of Sia is able to be like, let me give you a stable environment that is going to be steady and consistent and show you any kind of love, whether I think Sia's, you know, got a mom instinct in her or not, it doesn't matter. Like here's, sometimes it's just about like stable home, still being able to be with your brother. Like, I think that's really fantastic what she's doing. That's great. Yeah. And I will say, I agree with you. And I kind of hope that these boys end up being gay boys because you got to access that wig collection. Got to put it, put it to use. Oh my gosh. I didn't even go there, Allie. Oh, Drop the subject. The new channel Q. We do share. We yes, do. Yes, we do. We do because you told us to. Yes. Thanks to you, Cher. Happy birthday. I can't believe Cher is having a quarantine birthday. That's a real bummer. And she's high risk. So she knew she got to stay home. (laughs) Right. She's like, I can't go out anyway. Well, she'll come back and do another farewell tour is what will happen. Because she wasn't able to sell. She'll she'll be like, I'm doing my birthday farewell tour. And here's the thing. Okay. So I know we've talked about this before, but when people get lyrics to songs wrong, um, what you just heard there, Cher's believed. Do you believe in Life After Love is the actual lyric. My husband has sang for years. Do you believe in love after love? Oh, that makes no sense. And if it doesn't, but if you listen to it because it's, oh, because it's Cheryl, (laughs) it sounds like, like the word life and love come out the same. Like they sound the same coming out of her mouth. So I I totally get it. And I had let this go on for years. And it was quite literally just a few weeks ago. I was like, had probably had been cranky quarantine brained. I was like, you do know that you're singing that wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the situations where you normally would hold back, those moments are gone. You're just yep. like, you know what? It's pissing me off. It's not lipo after love. It's life after love. <laughs> it's life after love. Right. Well, you know what's good, too, is that next year she's going to be 75. And you're right. She's probably going to go all out. So it's good. Share. Save your energy this year because we're expecting a lot next year. Mm-hmm. Um In the LGBT sphere, in the world, the family has gotten a little bit bigger. And we have a couple of comic book characters to add to the family. Let's go over them. This is Closet Watch. Closet Watch. Of course, you know, when anybody, living or dead, fictional or non-fictional, comes out of the closet or pledges themselves as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, we are going to cover it. And you you had a story that you shared a little earlier in the week, and then I have an, uh, an also comic book related come out story. So why don't we start with yours? Because I feel like we glossed over it and it had a lot of it had a lot of moments <laughs> that I think we should probably touch on again, pun intended. Sure. Well, hey, uh, so it's going to be one of those segments. All right. So the uh, you know, there's a there's a DC Comics animated um, animated story uh, series called Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Right. They all have these like huge, cre- crazy yeah. creative names. Right. So if you're a DC person, you know about the Justice League and you go in deep and whatever. But 
They're, they have a character, one of the main characters of part of the part of the Justice League is this guy named John Constantine. And it has actually been known for a very long time that John Constantine is bisexual. And they sort of talk about his different sex uh, partners that he's had in the past and relationship status or whatever. Well, in a recent episode, um, or I guess this, this one was a film. There was a new film, the animated film that came out. It reveals that Constantine used to date one of the bad guys named King Shark who is a giant mutant half-human, half-shark, and that Constantine enjoyed being the receptive partner <laughs> with said so, shark. That is a that is a lot to take on. Uh, I, I would imagine that Shark Week is very exciting for Constantine. Is that his name, John Constantine? John Constantine, yeah. He's like, hey, it's Shark Week, you guys. He's like, whoo, I'm going to buckle up. Bottom four sharks do 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 do. Bottom four sharks do 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 do. Bottoming sharks do 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 do. Bottom four sharks. Okay, we better move on before we get fired. We only have one minute left. Okay, here's mine. Mine's also in the DC universe. So DC is getting gay, everybody. Harley Quinn is another animated series, and there has been a slow burn romance happening between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. If you are familiar with uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn were in those like uh, those terrible movies that came out as like, um, what was it called? Someone help me. Uh, 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 Is all uh, the villains. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Um, so in the series, Harley Quinn is struggling to get over this breakup with the Joker. Poison Ivy has this blossoming romance with a guy named Kite Man, which seems like, I, I don't know, I, I'm just going to go, I don't know Kite Man, but probably a dead end. Anyway, th- in the last episode, they make out. <gasps> Harley Quinn and Ivy have like, the, the episode ends with both women, like they, they had this action scene, the shocking turn of events, and then they kind of like are laying together like, oh, you know, post battle. And then they just look at each other and start making out. And then they look at each other like, oh, what just happened? And then it cuts oh. out. And so they have this new budding romance. Lesbian Twitter was freaking out about it. I know that much. I'm sure lesbian TikTok was f- freaking out about it too. But everyone's like, oh! like everyone gets all crazy when these right. slow burn romances finally come to fruition. So welcome to welcome John Constantine and Weird Half Shark and and Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. We welcome all of you to the LGBTQ plus community, Half Shark or no. And um, we'll 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 I'm sure have many more to share with you uh, uh, as the weeks and days go on, because I think people are going to be coming out now that they're spending a little more time with themselves in quarantine. Uh, We're going to get to a Yelp related game when we get back. So don't go anywhere. Drop the subject returns after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. It's game time here on Drop the Subject. And today we thought we would have a little fun with some of the reviews that you are probably leaving or finding online. Everybody is shopping online right now. Not a lot of people going into department stores, malls, even a, a just a regular uh, you know, convenience store. People are just getting all of their essentials online, getting groceries delivered. So we thought we would have a little fun with it with a game that we like to call Review This. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons. I will read a review. It's a, basically a review match game, James, and it works like this. I'm going to read okay. a little piece of a review that that of an item that you can buy right now on Amazon. And then I'll give you three options of what that review could be for. You just have to pick A, B, or C. That simple. This seems pretty pretty simple, I think. I'm scared, uh-huh. though. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll see. Well, All we'll right. see. I mean, I pretty much dominate games on this show, so I'm sure I'll do fine. That's true. You do dominate games. All right. 
Here's your first one. Quote, while I hate to admit ladies, let's be honest here. Size matters. Uh, size matters. The length was workable, but unfortunately, much like my last boyfriend, one millimeter of girth just is not enough. <laughs> that is a review. One millimeter. Stop. So that, That's great. That is the review on Amazon. The options. Is it a bumblebee pleasure wand? Is it a Bic, the Bic pens for her? Or is it a softball bat? Do you know about the Bic pens for her? Do you remember that whole debacle? Uh, mild, vaguely. That's what I'm they were, say. Vaguely. Yeah, blah, blah, they were blah, making blah. like, la- Bic had released a line of lady pens. And everyone completely Stop lost it. them. They, they lost I their minds. probably lose my mind too. Why does a pen need to be gendered? <laughs> yes, that's the question. <laughs> but you need to pick A, B, or C. So this person said, ladies, be honest, size matters. The length was workable. But unfortunately, much like my last boyfriend, one millimeter of girth is just is not enough. Was that for... A, Bumblebee Pleasure Wand. B, Bic Pens for Her. Or C, a softball bat. So I I go right, I mean, I play softball. So I'm going to eliminate the bat right away. I went immediately to the pens, but I'm not sure it's the pen. This could actually be some sort of like very interesting uh, device. You said Bumblebee Pleasure Wand. (laughs) Yes. If it's that small, is it pleasuring the bumblebees? That's a great question. I can't <laughs> answer for you. It's, it's a sex toy for bumblebees. I never thought think about that way. Sounds like there's a bumblebee outside my window. Right <laughs> it was now. like, it's, oh. oh, it's just a helicopter. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, I'm gonna go with that just because it sounds fun. Uh, bumblebee pleasure. Wand. That's a. great, but it's wrong. Big pens for her is what that review was for. Let's move Lady on. Pens. Lady pens. Let's move on to number two. Uh huh. It's not cat food. The cat's huge and, well, doesn't really look much like a cat anymore. It is not cat food. The cat is huge and, well, doesn't look much like a cat anymore. Is that for dog food? (laughs) Is it for protein-enhanced catnip? Or is it for a mineral that you can... (laughs) This is ridiculous. Jesse, what... Okay, uranium ore. <laughs> uranium ore. Oh, you ore. let Jesse be in charge of this yes. game? This is not your game. Okay, no, this is not my... Uranium ore is apparently... You, can you buy this on Amazon right now? What is this? It's a mineral. It's a primary uranium ore mineral, otherwise known as uraninite. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're talking about uranium. That's like nuclear power stuff, isn't this? Like, okay, and you can buy this on Amazon all the bad guys in every movie would there would be no bad guy movies. They just buy their uranium on, on Amazon. Amazon. And be done Get with it, it delivered. Right. All right. So it is not cat food. The cat is huge, and well, it doesn't really look much like a cat anymore. That is a very strange review. I have absolutely no idea what this review is in regards to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sort of got a cat themed show going on today, but I'm just going to go with the obvious. I guess the 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 catnip. No, it's the uranium ore. That was strange. Uh, you're right, though. There, uh, it seems that Jesse has done some kind of a theme. Let's move on, shall we? A per- okay. Here, the review is, I purchased this book as I was tired of people sitting too near me on public transport. Is this A, a book on crafting with cat hair, B, a book on showering without water, or C, the drop the subject audiobook? Jesse? <laughs> 
I feel oh, like there okay. are some it's, ulterior motives happening here, and this is uh, uh, getting uncomfortable. To, but James, right. what is your what is your answer here? I think Jesse's trying to get back at us here for something. I don't know why we treat him like amazingly. Uh, I'm gonna go. I think B sounds like a showering without water. You're wrong again. It is a book on crafting with cat hair. Oh, jeez, man, this game is, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm horrible at this game because it's not actually a real game because we put Jesse in charge. Therefore, the rules I've sure changed every question. He's just pulling reviews from any old place and sticking them to any old random product. Yeah, why would someone say this is not cat food about uranium ore? I hate to go back to that question, but I'm just so confused by, anyway, all right. Maybe there's, maybe that's a nickname for uranium ore. Maybe the nickname of it is catnip. Or something like cat food, and then I don't know. I don't Listeners, know. if you know, please, we, please close. We in. are stumped by this game. Here's your final one. The review reads: They really need to put a warning label on this thing. Apparently, if you put it in your body, it turns to urine. Urine. Is that for a a gallon of whole milk? <laughs> B a can of liquid cheese. Please say what. Or C, <laughs> bath time magic grow unicorn capsules. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. They really need so, to put a warning label on this thing. Apparently, if you turn it in, if you put it in your body, it turns into urine. Urine! So it's, what are the three options again? A, a gallon of whole milk. B, a can of liquid cheese. Or C, bath time magic growing unicorn capsules that I assume you would put in a bathtub and then they would grow. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the liquid cheese on this one, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're 0 for 3. Man. It is A, a gallon of whole milk. That is the Amazon review for a gallon of whole milk. Apparently, there should be a warning label because it turns into urine when it enters your body. This was one of the oh, weirder man. games we've ever done. And I'm going to go buy some uranium ore. We will be back with GMA after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q, James Q. Simmons. Uh, guest co-hosting with your Ali Johnson, although I may not be for long. Uh, I am completely destroyed the game. I was singing a no. song about sharks earlier. We'll have to see how this goes. And this one could get a little bit interesting, too. It is Wednesday when we, uh, every Wednesday, get to ask each other, James and Ali, we get to ask each other questions that uh, you may be wanting to ask your favorite gay or your favorite lesbian, but might have been too comfortable, uncomfortable comfortable to ask. It is the gay MA. And our question this week, we're going to share it. Sometimes we do this. Sometimes we share the same question because I think it's very interesting and it might point to sort of not only just who we are as people, but how these things work in lesbian land or in gay land, which we are sharing today because it is Cher's birthday. We're all a united LGBTQ+. Oh, you got Cher. jokes today. We're sharing today because of Cher's, Cher's birthday. Cher's birthday. Uh-huh. Great. I, got, I got all the jokes today. You, 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 you. I'm, listen, I'm going out with a bang before the boss fires me. Um, <laughs> so, Allie. I have met your wife virtually. I know. I can't believe you've never met her in person. Uh, it's really strange. Uh huh. Well, we got this whole thing going right before, like I don't know, some you know, the the Democrats invented uh, coronavirus to That's sway true. sway the <laughs> election, true. right? Uh-huh. And all the the deep state um, got us all going on this thing. That's a hoax. So. 
Uh, but I've met your wife virtually. She, she seems lovely. And you guys have been uh, married for 10 years, I guess. Uh, and it, I just, I can't married wait to Married for one, her. married for one, but together for 10. Married for one, together for 10. All right, very good. But I don't know your origin story. So, Allie Johnson, how'd you meet? Well, thank you for asking, James Simmons. I will answer. I actually met my wife after I had given up on online dating. I had moved recently back to San Francisco from New York where I had gone to college and I stayed out there and I paid a lot of money for a very small parking spot and a railroad apartment. And then I thought, hey, you know what? There's more room out in California. Plus my family's there. I'll move out. So when I got there, I was feverishly dating online and it was going really not well. Uh And... I decided, you know what, I'm done with this. I don't want to meet people online anymore. This is just getting too exhausting. So I give up. Then I get a message from a girl named Katie who says, hey, I'm I'm just wanting to make some friends on here. This is on OkCupid. Oh, yes. The legendary OkCupid. Yeah. And so she starts messaging me and I'm like, you know what? I'm new to San Francisco. Why don't I make some friends? So we started emailing back and forth. I mean, over the course of months, just... I would get back. I was catering at the time, so I'd come back at home from work at like two in the morning and I'd write her back and then she'd write me back. And then we decided to meet eventually. And she said she was bisexual on her profile. So I was really Mm. like, okay, you know what? I had had bad experiences with a bisexual woman in in college. And Uh I had, I was like, oh my God, I can't deal with this. I'm not going to date a bisexual person. Right, right, right. So, which, of course, I will say my mind has changed now. I understand with much better understanding. But anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I decided to meet her at a concert for a radio station called Alice at 97.3. They Uh are a Bay Area radio station. And they put on a concert every year called the Now and Zen Concert. And it's, it's a free concert in Golden Gate Park. And we met there. And Katie was wearing the exact same outfit that she was wearing in her profile picture, which I thought was strange. I later learned that I was <laughs> dressed horribly and that she overlooked it because she liked me so much. Aww. But I was wearing a striped polo shirt that I'd had since high school. I was wearing ill-fitting jeans that were a little too short. It, I really had bad fashion sense. Anyway, I was also there with, uh, we met up with one of my friends later because I was like, I'm going on the date. I don't know how it's going to go. And I want you with me because it, I want to be able to Ooh, get out of it. You if did you, the friend thing. I did. We ended up getting totally wasted at the concert. Then we moved over to a bar and I told my friend, get out of here. I'm ready to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shut it down. Yep. And we were like totally making out. I mean, it was just like full on just like moving full speed ahead from day one, just because we're lesbians after all. Katie's not bisexual. I don't think she is, but, um, but it was the, the next day she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been with a girl before. This was my first online date ever. So she had never dated a girl. She had never kissed. I think she had kissed a girl like drunk at parties, but she had never been with a woman before. And she was on OkCupid because her guy friend encouraged her to try. Whoa. And then they both found me at the same time. And he was like, I think this girl would be great. And she was like, I'm already messaging her. And so I was the wow. first person that Katie ever dated online. So either it was a rapid success story or she just settled. 
<laughs> right. Still remains to be seen. Marriage and all. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That is fascinating, Allie. I love Wow. And 10 years. And years later, I would end up working for Live 105 up in the Bay Area, who is in the same building as Alice in 97.3. And then I am going backstage for the next Now and Zen concert. And we were all there like as part of the, the cluster of radio stations. So I was Aww. like, man, I met my wife here. So yeah. it was cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Very so serendipitous. It was, it was, it was. Now and Zen is now not happening anymore. But I think they realized that free concerts don't make any money. Um, but anyway, we will hear from James how he met his husband. <laughs> We're talking about our couple origin stories for the Gay MA. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Part two of the Gay MA is beginning right now. And you are hanging out with us today. We're very happy that you're here. If you are here and queer, get at us on, so- uh, on social media at DTS Show, on Twitter and on Instagram. We love hearing from you always. I'm Allie Johnson. I'm here with James Simmons. And we are talking about our couple origin stories. I've been with my wife for 10 years now. We've been married for a little over a year you have been with your guy for seven years and i have i have divulged all of the juicy details on how i met my wife let's hear about your origin story james Oh, very good. Well, we are. So we are technically right now almost seven and a half, by the way. I feel like we're still young enough in a relationship that we get to count the six month increments. Oh, OK. I wonder you don't that... celebrate like month anniversaries or anything. No, that, no, no. no. Like we that. did. Okay. We did early on. And I can explain why in a minute. But we. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the threshold is for that, where you just start being like, I don't know. We've been together like 18 years or something when it's really like 19 and a half. You know, I don't know what that. But so we're seven and a half. It was seven years in January. And our, our, our story is very, very funny. We always like to tell people that we sort of met in the old fashioned gay way. Uh, so unlike your story, we did not meet online. And though Chris and I did have a very similar sort of interesting beginning to this, we both had online dated. We both had been in longer term relationships and then been single for a couple of years. Okay. Tried doing the online dating thing and it just like didn't work. And so Chris had like not even been on a date. I think he had been on one date in like a year. He was just like, I'm over it. I'm over boys. Like I'm fine being single, like whatever. I'm just doing my thing. And I was not dating, but I was also not alone. If you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay. James was a slut. That's noted. Uh, Thank you. I was just exploring my opportunities and all facets of who I am. Um, And so the police are coming for me already. (laughs) Okay. You're going to get in trouble too. Okay. So uh, we, so I play a lot of sports. My entire life, I played sports. And there are, for those of you who don't know, who are listening, although I'm sure some of you are active in some of them, there are huge gay sports organizations all across the country. And so local cities and local places, whatever, will have all their different kinds of sports. So there's tennis and there's softball and basketball and volleyball and soccer and kickball and all these things. Well, I was playing, so I've played in the basket, the gay basketball league for a very long time. And there's one, a big one in Chicago where I was living at the time. And then there's also these like national tournaments. And there's tournaments all over the country. And there's also like a national championship tournament, if you will, that's normally was held in Chicago. And but they have this this tournament in Vegas every year. It's the weekend of Martin Luther King weekend. And it's called the Sin City Classic. And it's at the time was only 11 sports, but I think they're up to like 20 some sports now. And it's sort of like the weekend the gays take over Vegas. 
And so they literally have like 25,000 gays from all over the country come into Vegas during that weekend and play 20 different sports. Oh, well, man, I would hate to see the hotel rooms after that weekend. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. You should go. It is a riot. It is super fun because it's just like gay Vegas everywhere. Right. It's not just the gay bars in Vegas. Vegas. Every day. Hey, it's Gagas, Right. So. Everyone, of course, plays their little tournaments. You kind of start on Friday and you play Saturday and Sunday. And then Sunday night is a closing party that is everyone. So all of the sports come together. All of the people that are there, they have like bridge tournaments there too. Like the guys playing cards, like whatever. Everybody comes together, has one big closing party. So at that tournament, I was with a basketball team that I'd played with for a long time. And we were all sort of aging out of our division. So we had all played on the very top, the highest division, the best players, but we were all kind of getting old. And we were getting to a point where we were like, all right, we can't play at this level of basketball anymore. We might disband as a team. So this is our last tournament. Well, we ended up winning the damn thing. (laughs) Oh, you had that like old people underdog kind of thing. We did. We were like the old guys who ended up winning the tournament. It was super great. And so we were like, oh, we are partying tonight, everybody. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Well, Chris was there on a softball team who did not win a single game. (laughs) And so they were going the other way and they were like, we're going to party tonight because we didn't win a single game. So we're at this big party. There's like 10,000 people there. And I'm up on this on the bar drunk teaching the girls who are giving everyone shots how to runway walk. Nice. Like, this is how you walk like Naomi. And I'm like queening out for the gods, right? Well, there's this handsome man, man at the end of the bar sort of standing, leaning there watching the whole thing. And I was like, oh, he's super cute, but I'm not really feeling it tonight. I'm like queening out with my girls. Well, my best friend is there and he's like, this guy is staring at you. You need to go like say hi. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, then finally he convinces me like an hour later, Chris is still standing there. So I jump off the bar, I sashay over and I was like, can I buy you a drink? And mm. Chris is like, no, you can buy me some water. Oh, no. <laughs> he wasn't leaning on the bar watching me. He was wasted and like couldn't move. <laughs> so, that is amazing. Isn't that amazing? So we end up, I end up buying him some water. He buys me a drink. We may or may not have been dancing in the lobby of the hotel to no music at 5 a.m. <laughs> Everyone's like watching us. They're like, why are you slow dancing? There's no music on. The sun's coming up. You know, it's like a very Vegas story. And later on that morning after breakfast and mm-hmm. we uh, he drove back to L.A. and I flew back to Chicago. We then started an 18 month long, long distance thing. Wow. And then 18 months later, I moved to L.A. and here we no. are. That is a great story. Two very different stories, but I'm glad that we are in happy relationships now. And um, and if you have a gay origin, like tell us your origin stories. We'd love to hear from you at DTS Show. Send them to us, and uh, and you can also leave long winded messages on the Daddy Line three two three eight six Daddy. More drop the subject and maybe some drunken slow dancing when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Rounding third and headed to fourth, not base, but hour of Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. Wanted to read a couple of responses that we've gotten from you guys on social media. If you're not following us already, please do. Please do that. We follow back at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. Really helps us out if you give us a follow and we will keep you updated on all things show related. Yesterday we were asking about, well, a couple things. First off, we were talking about what 
weird or offbeat show or or movie comforts you as you fall asleep. James, you mm-hmm. mentioned that Chris loves watching House Hunters. I said that I love watching Forensic Files, but I've been instructed by my <laughs> wife I can't do that anymore. Right. So we heard from at Hey, it's Hannah. It's Santa Hey. Hey, it's Santa uh, Hey uh, on Twitter. Who is uh, great minds think alike? She said one of my comfort movies is The Conjuring, so definitely that one. As I fall oh. asleep, oh, I I would have to agree with you. Like, the other night, no. Saturday night, I believe it was. I was high, so that plays into it. But I watched. Uh-huh. I fell asleep to the last house on the left. Oh my god, that is one of the craziest, like scariest, goriest, whatever movies ever. And this is something that lullabies you, that rocks you to sleep, that comforts your soul when it goes to rest, Allie? I don't know what it is, but scary movies and scary things comfort me at night. And I I don't really know what that's about. I'm sure there's a deep-seated psychological issue there, but I'm just going to go ahead and move on from that. Yeah, call. I think we need Dr. Jen twice this week. Like, let's not wait until Friday. Let's have Dr. Dr. Jen, come dissect this. That would be great. Very, very fascinating. Or we should get the dream person back, too, because then I wonder what it does to your dreams. Oh, we'll have them together. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. And then also we asked you who is the worst. We played that yesterday. There were a couple stories that we were comparing that had to do with pizza. And the question was, who is the worst? Chuck E. Cheese, because they were changing their name to Pasquale's on Grubhub in order to dupe people into buying their pizza. Or Michael Jordan, who spit on a pizza in a group setting because he wanted to claim it as his own. Uh huh. Yep. And the pessimist. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was the overwhelming vote. But that pessimistic guy on Twitter said, "Okay, Jordan didn't inconspicuously spit on the pizza. He prominently spit on the pizza to mark his territory. And if you've ever lived with mooching roommates, you could relate. The small pizza shop owner just figured how. uh, Just." Just the pizza shop owner just figured how to get one of oh how to get one over on a big corporation who F's everyone. But Chuck E. Cheese, how did it come to this? This is deceitful. <laughs> Skirting rightful transparency, deceiving the American people, playing us for fools. I'm sorry, Chuck. I like my radio honest and my pizza home uh and my pizza ho- what? <laughs> this is such a rant. F you, Chuck. F you and the mouse you rode in on. Oh, my Lord. So much wow. anger. The pessimist guy is really feeling it on this one. I love it. Living it, living up to his name. And then yeah. I'm a little upset with Cam. I think it was Cam Wagon on Instagram direct messaged me. And it was about a movie that was coming out in 2021. A female Brokeback Mountain remake with Margot Robbie and Emma Watson. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> But it's not true. And I was like, stop it. You stop your face. Don't lie to me about those things. Because while that is totally pandering, I'm going to, I'll eat it up. Absolutely. I will watch that movie. Yeah, you will. Because that is amazing. I think I would watch that movie too. Like, that is awesome. I feel like Margot Robbie is slowly creeping up that list of like women who might be on my list. Yeah. Like, that's pretty. Ooh, really? That is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And um, Allie, I, uh, unfortunately, I want to, 
be the person, you know, we talk about things that are trending, trending on social media. And uh, most of the time, those things are funny and happy and we like to keep it light. But we do also, you know, something that unfortunately is trending today is um, a really unfortunate story. And I think it's important that everyone sort of know this, um, you know, Shad Gaspard, who is oh, a former yeah. WWE wrestler, um, who went missing on Saturday after going swimming, kind of doing the like socially distancing thing, just went to the beach with his son. They were swimming uh, and there was a big riptide and it was taking a lot of people. Um, it was really difficult for a lot of people to get out of the water. So lifeguards came over to rescue several people, including his son. Uh, Shad at that time told the lifeguards to rescue his son first, that he was okay. Uh, and then he went missing. And unfortunately he's trending on Twitter today because his body was found oh, um, by a jogger overnight. So can this you is always imagine? Really, yeah, I, That's unbelievable. Terrible. Unbelievable. I mean, so especially somebody and, who seemed like they were putting themselves, like putting other people first, you know, to say, save the, save my son, save these other people. I'm good. I'm fine. And then to be swept out yourself. And I mean, that must be a powerful riptide to take that many people. I mean, he was a big, strong guy. Yeah. I mean, this is a WWE wrestler. Yeah. He was like 6'7", 250 something. Oh my like God. It, and just, but even beyond that, apparently a really, really stand up, fantastic human being. And regardless of who you are, I mean, that's, that's, that's awful and our yeah. hearts and thoughts and prayers and all of all of those things but it, it genuinely go out to uh, his family and loved ones absolutely thanks james when we get back there is a lot of news coming out of michigan two dams have exploded there are residents evacuating trump's planning a visit there <laughs> there are also updates on the uh, august primary it's his visit is not related to the dam it's just because he wants to make a visit which is against michigan regulations according to governor whitmer so we will talk about all that when we get back uh, michigan updates this has dropped the subject Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons and wanted to give you an update on what is going on in Michigan because, geez, they had two dams burst and it's real serious. I mean, there are no injuries or fatalities reported as of yet. That's a, 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 as far as what I can see right now in the latest reporting that I'm seeing. I don't know if that's going to change, obviously, but 10,000 people have been evacuated. All bridges over the Titabawassee River are closed. That's a hell of a name. Um, but the Edenville and Sanford dams failed, which has caused a huge flood in Midland County. I believe that the governor, uh, of course, Gretchen Whitmer, who's been under a lot of scrutiny lady, uh, lately, she has issued a state of emergency Donald Trump has tweeted, we have sent our best military and FEMA teams already there. Governor must now, quote, set you free to help. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so people are flooding. People are yeah. flooding. Dams have dams have burst burst. Chem, there's a chemical plant in danger. The town of Midland, Michigan is, is being flooded. The governor was talking about there could be as much as nine feet of water in downtown Midland. And. Donald Trump is making this a political issue in one in one tweet. Manages, in one tweet, in two, yeah, in one sentence. Right. I also wonder: is the military and FEMA actually there already? I have worked with FEMA teams in the past. Um, my mom did a lot of flood relief work in the Midwest, oh. so things like this happen a lot, usually in the spring, right? And the floodings happen. But the the really horrible floods of 1993 that really destroyed St. Louis and Kansas City and lots of different parts of the Midwest, my mom, as a part of her mission work when she was with the church, would do disaster response. And so I have done some flood relief disaster response with 
with her. I'm American Red Cross trained for these things. I've worked with Whoa. FEMA before. Local, like state FEMA agencies can show up that fast. I'm not sure a federal FEMA team would be able to show up in 12 hours. So I'm sort of like wondering how true this is. Whatever. I Donald Tr- Trump, I'm sure, was just tweeting this morning while he was going to the bathroom. Like, whatever. At the end of the day, I'm glad to know that resources are being directed to a situation like this that is happening because flooding is is awful. It is just the worst. And so far, however, it seems to be that there are no casualties, no human yeah. lives lost from this, which is really great. Well, this is what Governor Whitmer had to say. She spoke today and gave a few details. Of course, the the first part was mainly what's closed, which is a lot of different uh, schools and different facilities and encouraging people to stay with family and friends if they have that available. They also have some shelters set up. Um, but this is what she said that was really uh, jarring to me. In the ground. In the next 12 to 15 hours, downtown Midland could be under approximately nine feet of water. We are anticipating an historic high water level. Tonight, I issued an emergency declaration to ensure that state and local officials have the resources that they need in order to respond to this extreme flooding. Nine feet of water? I I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) That is... (laughs) That is just insane. Like you say you have experience with this stuff. Have you ever heard of it being that bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Uh, It is. And there's, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, the Midwest is flat. And so the water will just run out. It'll run out into a cornfield. You know, like, no, there's not just corn and wheat fields everywhere. Like these are towns and these are people's lives. And Michigan in particular is kind of a foresty sort of place. And it's hilly. And it's not like this, you know, water can just you know, go into like a magic floodplain that's there. And so part of the problem though, is that water, water is tremendously damaging in terms of when it's flowing. So as these come out, they're unregulated. So the dam is just bursting and the water's coming out usually at a very rapid pace, especially if there's a lot, has been a lot of snow runoff and then melt at Ah. higher, higher elevations Uh or further up, right? All water runs south. And so if there's more Northern, you know, smaller tributaries to these rivers that pour into that, it's, it's quite literally the definition of opening the floodgates and that water just goes everywhere. And part of the problem is that even if you get the water out quickly, it only takes a few hours for water to start causing like damage to foundations of buildings that is irreparable and things like black mold get in the inside of buildings and things like that. So if there's water sitting in buildings for too long, a lot of times you just have to tear the building down. Like there's no recovery. Yeah. And I can't imagine, I mean, we talked about some of the tornadoes earlier too. And and with all this stuff happening that, you know, you're more aware of obviously and these things tend to happen in these areas, but adding the COVID-19 aspect and the fact that people are sheltering in place still or people don't feel comfortable going to friends' houses right now and what that looks like or going to a, a shelter and what that looks like and being able to space people out properly when everyone's usually crammed into one place to just try and stay safe. I mean, it's it's just an added stressor that I can't I can't imagine going through. And and we still don't really know why this these dams burst, but do you know anything about why that could happen? Is water pressure and things like that? I mean, I guess we'll know more in the coming days. Sure. Now, uh, this is not this is not me knowing anything specifically yeah. about these dams. Okay, I want to make that very clear. But when we hear talk of we need to repair our country's infrastructure, a lot of time that talk is about things like dams. The you know the levees breaking outside of New Orleans um, is one of the most 
classic examples of we have all of these levees, which are just sort of things that prop the, the river up and keep it flowing the way that man, that humankind has wanted this river to flow. Levees and dams work together, but uh, so many of them were built immediately post-World War II and haven't really been updated since then. They sort of have just been quite literally mm. patched together. And so we have a lot of these infrastructure issues all over the country and Midwesterners are very familiar with this, like our listeners at 98.7 The Breeze in Detroit. Like, this is not the first time that flooding has happened in Michigan or lots of other Midwestern states because of poor dams. Now, sometimes the dams can just be overwhelmed because there was just so much of, a, of an act of God, of a nature sort of thing. But a lot of these things, I think, point to, you know, just the failing infrastructure and, and a need to really fix those things countrywide. Wow, interesting. Well, you know, our hearts and thoughts are going out to anybody who's listening over at 98.7 The Breeze HD3 or on radio.com. Of course, you can hear us everywhere. And we ha- we're thinking of you if you're in that area, because, I mean, we're in tough times anyway. And to have to deal with this as well on top of it all, I can't imagine. Um, when we get back, we're going to turn things around, make them a little lighter. I have four words for you. Go topless Jeep weekend. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. It is Drop the Subject. It's Allie Johnson and James Simmons hanging out with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I don't know if you're aware of of this wonderful, underestimated event. I, I can't believe this is my first time hearing about it, but Go Topless Jeep Weekend is... An event that happens, I would assume, on a yearly on a yearly basis. Shut up, you! Uh Uh, In Galveston County, Texas, Uh they proceeded as planned. I I would assume this happened over the weekend, but this this uh, the results of what happened over the weekend have just now been coming out because there were 180 arrests. And a couple of news segments that were done in very recently, in the last 24 hours, and this is making the rounds. I don't even know if we necessarily need to comment on any of this. I think we should just let it ride, James. <laughs> oh, it's that good. All right, I'm ready. After several weeks of being stuck inside, thousands have flocked here to Bolivar Peninsula to make the most of their time while out. I've been in quarantine, and like, I need to get out and party. <laughs> Go Topless oh Jeep God. Weekend. What's better than beef? Hold on. I have to go Time while I've been quarantined. I've been quarantined. To make the most of their time while out. I've been quarantined. And like, I need to get out and party. And I need to get out. Go Topless Jeep Weekend. What's better than I can't. Oh, she is so freaking. This is pure joy right here. Time I have not out. seen joy like this. <laughs> In my life. Because she's been in quarantine. I've been And like, I need to get out and party. Woo! Go top this Jeep weekend. What's better than beach and a few drinks and Jeeps? Man, it getting better than that. In full swing at beaches on Bolivar Peninsula. Oh my this God. event comes it's at a time where beaches across. Yep. I mean, that's what that's what we do. It's it's like our bat signal. Across <laughs> the state are reopening following the coronavirus pandemic. And beachgoers like Chelsea Collier are still taking precautions to stay safe. Wash them hands for 20 seconds and keep them clean with their Germex. Totally. At last year's Go Topless <laughs> event, Chaos. <laughs> this is magical. I mean, I also got to hand it to the news reporter because he's got that perfect nasally news voice that's like, you know, when people went to the topless Jeep weekend, I mean, it's just perfect. And About 80 people 
Yeah. were arrested. Six people were taken to the hospital. But this go-round, the Galveston County Sheriff's Office has enlisted the help of 40 DPS troopers. Come down, have a good time. You have a good time, there's no issues. But when you start acting silly, like the sheriff said on the previous interview, we've got a jail that's got a whole lot of empty holes. The sheriff's office have made at least oh 63 arrests so far in connection to Jeep Weekend. As for the enforcement of social distancing, they say it's challenging to enforce. I mean, you can't. It's just, it's not possible to do that on this beach with the amount of people that we have. <laughs> right, right. It's just... We can't do it. So that was the before woman was pure joy. This is pure. It's just pure. Right. The poor like, guy's like, what am I? What am I supposed to? What do you? Yeah. Want to do? It's just what like, like what you're am I giving up. He's just like, I can't with this anymore. He's just right. This is over it to the max. The additional presence of law enforcement has been a welcoming sight for beachgoers, given the history of this event. Law enforcement's definitely made their visibility and made people chill out and not be as crazy the cuts are doing oh i just wanted to point out also that this woman that was speaking is wearing one of those tops where it looks like it's skin but it's so it's like (laughs) so she looks like she's topless but she's not but okay so it's a a flesh colored long sleeve uh Uh, she's white sorry did i need to say that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right no no, i think that that was assumed okay aviator sunglasses a ball cap and then long sleeve flesh colored shirt with octopus ten, ten, tentacles around the neck spilling over onto the bottom of the shirt. <laughs> so it looks like she's so wearing like nothing, she's... but she has a big tattoo of a of an octopus of on an her octopus. chest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Woo! That's what's going on. Woo! <laughs> she's definitely made their visibility and made people chill out not be as crazy the cops are doing their job as long as they don't be mean to people who are actually being innocent then i'm all gravy baby and if you missed out on today's festivities <laughs> you can come gravy, out tomorrow baby. like the galveston county I mean, sheriff office says embodying what all of us are going to be like the second we definitely really made quarantine. Their- you're 100 percent right this is going to be listen listen up everyone because this is everybody Chill out whenever they get to their whatever the- your topless jeep weekend is it's not going to be always a topless jeep weekend for you it might be something it might just be wine tasting for you but this is all of us inside cops are doing their job as long as they don't be mean to people who are actually being innocent then i'm all gravy baby and we are all gravy baby <laughs> and news or lose it is on deck so don't go anywhere drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject presents news it or lose it Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Today is Wednesday. Just as a reminder, we also have Quarantine Brain. It is also time in that in that show, in our show. My goodness, James. Speaking Ooh, of Quarantine Brain. I've been in quarantine. I need to get out and party. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Uh, it is time for News It or Lose It. Allie, you are going to news the stories that you want by screaming. Woo. Okay. I'm down. When you want them. Yeah. Okay. Sound good? Yes. Uh, I got three stories. Allie's got her woo machine inside of her because she's a white girl and that's how it works. (laughs) Um, Headline number one, man's awkward error on personalized glass for fiance's 30th birthday. Woo! All right, good. I've been quarantined. Woo! I've been been in quarantine. I'm ready to get out and party. 
Uh, headline number two. Power outage at Willis slash Sears Tower leaves building looking disappointed, just like everyone else in 2020. Oh, I did see this, but I'm going to lose it. <clears throat> yeah, it was like the power was out, right? And it looked like yep. Sears Tower was like, no more. Like very sad. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because this, the, the really the funny part about this is at one angle, there are four lights on, which are equally spaced apart and look like eyes. So and it, it looks, looks like, like, a, like a meh face, right? Yeah, yeah, like the building's eyes are open, but then otherwise it's like, meh. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like 2020 sucks. It's very funny. Um, and then the last story that you can woo or not, um, FC, as in football club, FC Soul apologizes for sex dolls appearing in place of fans amid COVID-19. Oh, I did read about this and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So we can start there. Uh, so... Sports are coming back. Lots of different places around the world. It may happen as early as June here in the United States, but they're going to be without fans. And so these sports organizations are getting kind of creative. And FC Seoul wanted to simulate fans in the stands despite the team playing in an empty stadium, right? So they bought a bunch of what they thought were like mannequins, except what they bought, they claim accidentally, were sex dolls dressed in the team's like colors look you've been in i'm just gonna go ahead and venture to say you've been in a sex store before uh no ally what are you talking about <laughs> and you know what a sex doll looks like even if i've <laughs> never seen one in person i know what a sex doll looks like and if you are buying them in bulk you would also probably they would check in with you to make sure you knew the purpose of what these things were if you were buying hundreds at a time so the fact that you're just pleading ignorance now and saying you didn't know it's also not fair to the sex dolls okay yeah i mean not not fair to them at all because now what are they going to do are they going to have to throw them all away can you sell them again like i wouldn't buy a used sex doll would you no well no but she's not been used as a sex doll it's (laughs) just been sitting in a in a bleacher so isn't that like everybody else i mean you don't know that though this is like one of those craigslist situations where it's like it's in great condition never been used and you're like yeah right yeah right you're like whatever well the uh fc soul did say our intention was to do something lighthearted in these difficult times we will think hard about what we need to do to ensure that something like this never happens again Mm -hmm, yeah think hard think hard i'm sure you think real hard uh so this story is hysterical daniel very um was trying to order his fiance a personalized glass like a gin glass for her 30th birthday uh, and so he gets the package and it just doesn't open the package, just wraps the package for her 30th birthday. Then, you know, wants to surprise her with this. So he, he gives it to her. She opens <laughs> the glass. But instead of saying, like, happy birthday, my sweet, happy 30th, it says, can we have it delivered before Monday, if possible, as that's her 30th birthday? <laughs> <laughs> the delivery instructions that is so great i have done that before with gift messages oh yeah well, yeah well it's like amazon or whatever and you send it as a gift and then i that's happened before where i'm putting in like it's like leave at front door it's like the gift <laughs> message <laughs> and someone's like okay ali <laughs> right, um, thank you thank you i think think so i'm supposed to give this back (laughs) (laughs) right you want me to give it back back to the front i don't understand so the whole glass says what again the the whole i mean this whole thing is totally brilliant this poor guy and 
he was is like completely mortified. The, the whole thing actually ends up like going viral. Like she sent it out <laughs> and like whatever. And there's pictures of her like she's drinking. So it was supposed to, the other funny part of this too was that it was supposed to be a gin glass, but he ordered like a wine glass. Oh no, now, he truly really messed it up. Of course you can technically drink whatever you want out of whatever you want, but this is not like there are specific glasses when it comes to alcoholic beverages, right? right. So she's, there's this picture of her drinking what appears to be kind of a light red glass out of her or wine out of her new glass that says, can we have it delivered before Monday if possible, as that's her 30th nice one. (laughs) (laughs) And every line is capitalized by the way. So can we have it? And then capital D delivered before (laughs) and then capital M Monday, if possible, capital A as that's her third. And is it it like nice cursive too? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Right. It's like <laughs> cursive and it's like long and flowy and it's, That's yeah, it's great. poor thing. Isn't that hysterical? Oh man. Well, that has been your news at Alusa. We've covered so much on the show today, so we are going to get our happy endings together. If you've got one, send it our way at DTS show on, Inst- on Instagram and Twitter. Happy endings when we get back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Well, where do we begin with happy endings? I'm just looking at all the stuff we covered on the show today. We covered Naomi Campbell's hazmat suit. We covered how to handle your tennis balls, labeling balls and kicking them versus touching them. We talked about how what happens when you test positive a second time for COVID-19 during Ask the NP. We talked about Roe v. Wade and the shocking deathbed confession from uh, from uh, Norma uh, McCovey. Yes, Norma McCovey. I'm like, I don't have her name in front You're of like, me. I'm so uh, bad with names. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, bro, it was Ro. Um, Closet Watch, we found out that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are joining the com- joining the community along with Bottom Shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then we played a, a game that Jesse prepared called Review This. We talked about our origin stories and the GMA, how we met our spouses. We, of course, updated you on what's going on in Michigan. We talked about a woman going topless over the topless Jeep weekend. <laughs> and she'd been quarantined, baby girl. And it all comes down to the happy endings. And if you missed anything, your happy ending is that there's a podcast. That's right. You can download the podcast. You can catch up on all the things that we just mentioned by typing in drop the subject on radio.com and wherever else you find your podcasts. James Simmons, this yeah. is the time where we take anything that may have been bummer town and we turn it into a silver lining, happy dappy situation. What is your happy ending? You might not be able to do a lot of things during COVID-19, including touch someone else's tennis balls. Mm-hmm. But at least Nassau County Executive Laura Curran has an alternative for you. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. <laughs> you can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. But that's you a can't great touch them. Yeah. It's a just great life advice. Well, I actually don't know. I don't have balls, so I'm not sure. No, I, I would actually not want, want anyone to, to take this. Thank advice. you, Allie, for <laughs> correcting yourself. Never is it good uh, life advice to kick anyone's balls. Well, I'm also going to use some life advice for my happy ending. Uh huh. Um, of course, it is it is tough being in quarantine. It's very stressful on a lot of people. But when you get out, you have this to look forward to. I mean, this... Quarantine! <laughs> and I need to get out And at the end of it all, we're going to be... And I'm all gravy, baby. You're all gravy, we're all baby. all gravy, baby. So thank you very much to drunk girl number four at Topless Jeep Weekend for making... 
charitable contributions to the show today. And tomorrow, we're actually going to be joined by somebody who you've seen and heard on the show before, Fallon Carter. She owns uh, Fallon Carter Weddings. She is an expert when it comes to destination weddings and, of course, now at-home weddings. We're going to talk to her about some of the changing wedding trends. Minimonies is a new thing that's happening now, so we'll ask Fallon all about that. And, of course, Gay Gay Cray Cray and all that other good stuff on tomorrow's show. We will see you then, James. Have a good rest of your day. I'm all gravy, baby. All gravy, baby. On the next. On the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, her weddings have been featured in Martha Stewart and Vogue. Famed wedding planner Fallon Carter joins us to talk about how to navigate getting married in the times of COVID. Here comes the Zoom. FaceTime your boo. Weddings are now virtual and honeymoons are too. Hmm. I think rhythm can be your something borrowed. Listen, old. Hey! Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern, on Channel Q.